Since the invention of fire, man has spun stories of gods and monsters. From a million years in the future, heavy metal presents Wonderwork. I pulled this from a year when mankind ignored the signs of the supernatural and treated them as myths, where science and magic were dismissed for conspiracies. Fuck that year, 2020. Those select few who did see beyond the veil of our reality, they were ridiculed. Poor bastards. I couldn't imagine that level of hypocrisy today. Anywho, put on your wizard's hat. These are the curious cases of Howie Axel. Hello, hey, you there? If you're hearing this, then it wasn't the smoking that killed me. Ha, joke's on you, assholes. We haven't properly met, at least not with our real faces and birth names. Detective Howie Axel. Badge number 4220. Homicide. Technically. I'm what you'd call a floater. I haven't belonged to a station house since they closed Echo Street in 07. Nope. Just me and an unmarked car so they can send me to wherever my charms are needed. Pentagrams. Anti-spells. Protections. You know, because if I'm not warding them off, I'm hunting them down. How do you think I found your ass? I seen shit on this job would blow your wig back. But hey, gag orders from up above. I mean, who would I even tell? My barber? A girl? Pfft. Sure, I can explain why I sleep with a Glock under my pillow. But a ring of rock salt around my bed? Not so easy. But hey, me and you, my new long-term relationship. Ain't that right, pal? destined to relive this dance over and over infinitely until time and space folds in on itself. You know that just by telling your story out loud, my words are engraving your story into the psychic fabric. That way, any casual little astral projector or weekend empath can access it. Or maybe even the cranky old ones you might have crossed. Literally fucking anyone for all eternity. In other words, if I don't bust you, somebody eventually will, motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, I wish I could have seen a look on your face when you press play on this. I'm going to leave the recorder on a little plate with a cookie and a nice handwritten note so you know that I knew you were coming all along. If you are what I think you are, then there's no hiding for me. But I ain't going quietly. No, sir. I'm whipping out all the cheat codes. I've pulled Manhattan back from the brink of hell a dozen times. I don't find you special. I find you to be an unwelcomed visitor. But hold up. Let's go back to the beginning. How we got here. And how I've been three moves ahead of your grand scheme this whole time. You ready? I got a morning routine. I run a shower and I fog up the mirror every morning. Written into the steam is my clue for the day. Yes, it is enchanted. They gave it to me when they disbanded Echo Street. I don't know exactly who gave it to me, 
I'm not allowed to know. Hoping to find out soon. Anyway, this day it says, believe her. In quotes. Real cryptic shit. Obviously, my ears are wide open from there. The mirror never lies. By 9 a.m., I'm in the doorway of a bodega standing over a dead shoplifter. Abdul, behind a counter, sent him to a better place for him. But just between you and us, he's in hell. My bracelet was already indicating spent karma. It was transferring from the dead guy to Abdul. That's gonna hurt later. That's how magic works, right? You think you're doing something to help yourself, but might not turn out that way. Meanwhile, I'm eyeballing every woman who gets within 20 feet. Who am I supposed to believe, Magic Mirror? Must look like a fucking creep. That's when Officer Angel Ruiz pulls me aside. You remember him, right? Do you even remember your kills? Poor guy is twisted in knots, trying to find the right words. Finally, he tells me his nephew has seen something in the alley across the street from his apartment. Says something about kids being snatched off the street by a shadow monster. Stop me if this sounds familiar, dipshit. He takes me to the Amsterdam houses uptown. You know that area is gentrifying? My grandmother used to own a building up there. She'd be rich today. Christ. Anyway, he walks out his nephew Dalvin. Cute kid. Like those black kids you see in cereal commercials. He's real innocent. But he's scared shitless. He barely wants to point out the alley. But I see it there. Between two buildings, there's a dumpster. Belongs to the Indian restaurant on the left. And a door over from that is a park. Oops. Turns out Dalvin is a people watcher. His bedroom lines up a good view of the alley. At night, he sits in his window and watches people walking by or bums doing bum things. But most of all, he watches the other kids leaving the park and imagines they're his friend. In the last week, Dalvin says he's seen three kids disappear down that alley and never come out again. Now check it. On the first night, a kid's leaving the park, leans up against a dumpster to tie his shoes. Dalvin looks away, looks back. The kid is gone. Okay, that one's a little thin. But little D's losing his shit. He wants to see this thing. He needs to be sure. So he sits up in his window the next night with his phone cocked. He's rolling video and... Sure enough, he sees a group of kids splitting up after a game. One of them stops near the alley to check his messages, and that's when Dalvin sees some queer shit. The shadow from the alley seemed to grow or extend like spilled oil. It slid under the kid and bled up his Yeezys. Before he could look up from his screen, it yanks him back into the black alley. The kid screamed his ass off for all of a second, then poof. That's how Dalvin says he saw it swears on his mother. Now I get wacky stories all the time. My mom's possessed, my bathroom is haunted, but this lined up. Three kids did get reported missing from this area. I checked the video. The image was for shit, but you could see a black smudge kind of overtake the bottom of the screen. And I heard the scream. His name was Lamarcus White. I want that on the record. Anyway, five minutes later, I'm poking around the alley, I've got enough trinkets on hand to ground me to the physical world, but I order Ruiz to keep back a good 20. I tried sniffing around for burnt ether or any sign of trans-dimensional rift, but the Indian food in that dumpster was stinking up the place. There were some chicken bones sitting on the trash. I set a quick enchantment 
gave him a toss. They definitely spun funny. I mean, I had all the signs that I needed that whatever you are was involved. And if I was going to find you and stop you, I had to find out what you were after. And I realized what a piece of shit you really are. The divining compass on my charm bracelet was pointing right at Devin. You knew he saw you. You marked him. And I wasn't going to let you have him. Uh Uh-uh. Not the black kid from the cereal commercials, pal. I like this. I haven't had a partner to talk to, well, since they mothballed Echo Street. I mean, we were the shit. A whole precinct of cops with one foot on the other side. Sadly, we got it in our heads that we were better than everyone else. Because we knew more than anyone else. More about how this reality really works. How beings like you exist alongside us. Looking for openings. Long story, whatever. Bosses don't like being told you look down on him. Things got dark. It ended ugly. And for some, it ended permanently. They shut down Echo Street and ousted all the troublemakers. I got thrown into this position. It's kind of a black magic catch-all guy. If it's weird, they call me. If they shoot it and it don't die, they call me. I tell you, you got every nationality pouring in and out of this city every day, bringing with them every religion, every old world superstition and belief system. And a very small percentage of that is where you'll find the scumbag practitioners of the dark arts. And behind them, the deities lording over all this shit. Trust me, second generation Serbian refugee here. Got out during the Bosnian genocide. I was five. My gypsy parents were telling me all about the other side long before I joined the force. But if you think that shit is scarier than the vague memories I have of mass slaughter and snipers along the school route, at least the spirit world has rules and hierarchy. With man, there ain't nothing beneath man. But I didn't make detective off a boogeyman, sir. I worked homicides, narcotics, sex crimes, you name it. Regular cop shoe leather shit. And I know that when kids start getting abducted, that means trafficking, sex, prostitution. The curveball here was the mix of genders. Two boys and one girl. Usually the weirdos don't sample both menus. Not a great clue, but I could work with it. I had a street contact I could tap for a lead. She was well-placed in the sexual procurement world and would remember hearing about something off the beaten path. I gotta tell you, I was on the fence about seeing this chick. She's known to be a real sly old conniver. Definitely not trustworthy. But I'd have to follow her lead no matter where it took me in case she was the her my mirror was referring to. It's good to be back in business. I jump on a whip and burn rubber over to Far Rockaway, Queens. Sirens blaring. Fuck it. Dalvin's clock is ticking. Residential area. I park across the street and call from outside. About 10 minutes later, she comes hobbling out, looking like she just got done riding a horse. Oh, Aunt Audrey. I must not have seen her in a while. She had really gone downhill. I tell her as much as I can without touching on any of the magic. 
Someone is grabbing teenage boys and girls off the street, mostly black and brown. I must have struck a nerve because she was spilling before I could even finish my sentence. Mention a man came through looking for kids like that, black and brown, and offering better than good money for white. But Aubrey wasn't with it. Tells me she didn't want to finish her chemo behind bars. Wish I could tell her what death really was. She'd lighten the fuck up. Maybe even get better. But it's not my place. That's when she hits me with a whopper of a leap. The guy that came in looking to deal was a cop. Worked out of Brooklyn, but moonlighted as security at a hotel. Or so he said. At some point, she got her hands on his wallet and Googled him while he was sleeping. His name? Archie Merriman. You know him as Vessel. I mean, any other day this would sound like a colossal misdirect. But the mirror said, leave her. So I'm going all in on Archie's ass. I had to. Some thought he may have even killed Ruiz. But I knew. I fucking knew. It was you. You already had him. And time was running out. I show up at Carroll Gardens Precinct, South Brooklyn. It's snug in another one of these gentrified neighborhoods. No accents, no flavor. Just hipsters and bike racks. Like I said, I'm a floater, so I just breeze in, wave to the desk sergeant, and head towards the break room like I belong. It's 8.22. In a couple of minutes, somebody's going to need that third cup of coffee. They had one of those fancy coffee makers with the individual cups. Makes my job a whole lot easier. Assuming Archie did a night at the hotel security gig, he'll be reaching for a cup of the extra bowl. Now pay attention, Beezlebub. This is the part of the story you didn't have eyes on. I had a syringe, prepared with a little liquefied peyote. I poked it through the foil and gave his coffee a squirt. If I can microdose this asshole, then I can interrogate him in the spirit world without him ever being conscious of it. I just needed him to grab the right coffee packet. I also had to dose myself in order to sink our spirit walk. And I needed the other cops not to walk in and notice that me and Officer Merriman are tripping balls. And I needed him not to snap out of it if he detected the soft buzzing of the astral plane around his cerebral hemisphere. Yeah, I need like a hundred fucking things to go right. I sit at the lunch table and pretend to scroll through my phone. Around 8.29, in walks this sad sack of a man. Skinny for a street cop. Usually those guys are either gym rats or fat asses. Divining compass goes nuts on my wrist. Same vibes off this guy as off a Dalvin, but stronger. Like he's around it more. He's welcomed it in. I watch him brew the packet of coffee I set up for him. boy. I make sure to sip my drink at the same time as him. You know those few moments right before the eyes dilate? That whoosh. Ah, heaven. Well, he hunches forward and just stares straight ahead. The fence is down. I'm going in. I gotta admit, I don't usually pierce someone's aura that quick, but whatever you did to this guy had him wide open. Instead of that cozy, floaty, dreamy feel, this guy was like a wide, empty, like, castle living room. I find his spirit at a desk. He presents as a short man with a pig face and head. He had hooves for hands, 
and he's fumbling with some kind of oversized rubber stamp. Can't seem to hold on to it. What did you do to this guy? I stand him up and suddenly I don't have to ask him a thing. He's got a little glowing yellow rectangle shining on his hip. It's coming from the real world. I bail on him. I come to and I'm high as hell. The break room is already filled with cops. I see him hoisting Archie up and splashing cold water on his face. Guess I overdid it. He's gagging pretty bad. I rush over to pretend to help so I can pick his pockets. I lift his whole damn wallet and I'm gone. I bump into a wall and knock over a trash can, but nobody notices me over all the vomiting Merriman's doing. I crack the wallet, find a keycard inside with an address. Boom, my glowing rectangle. Keycard opens a walk-in storage space, so I walk in. Someone dug stairs into the floor. Leads to darkness. It was wet. I smelled that distinct spirit world smell like sulfur and burned meat and electricity all at once. But I could hear, how does an interdimensional demon hire a DJ anyway? I know you have minions, but like, why? I mean, it makes sense that they're playing Kesha. About five steps later, I'm standing in what looks like a speakeasy for Satanists. What's with you guys in red velour? Jeez. I see young, pretty people and old, important men. Real page six types. These masters of the city were all there, waiting for something special, weren't they? I don't know why I'm still surprised. I guess I thought I'd seen every dark crevice when it comes to sex crimes. But this, this was new. They had Dalvin. He was tied up to some kind of twisty metal art piece against the wall. He had to be drugged by the way his head was bobbing. His eyes were rolling. Your old guys were standing there in a semicircle around him, stroking themselves and each other. That's all I could do to hold down lunch. I saw overhead spiral goat horns turn upside down, mounted on a plaque, pointing at the top of Devon's dome. He was there to be possessed. Your cult of sicko perverts was going to shove a demon or two into him and then have their way with him. I guess when you got enough money, when you've done it all, how do you get your rocks off? Now I saw why it didn't matter if it was a boy or girl. This was beyond that. This was only about sex for them. But not you, right? You were after something more. I was able to get close to Dalvin using a minor glamour spell to convince everyone there that my strange face was actually the very familiar face of Archie Merriman. That held up when your bouncers checked my ID. It also explains why I was carrying a police-issue handgun when they patted me down. They even let me keep it. Dummies. The lady next to me. You know. The one wearing the spike-studded strap-on dildo. Yeah, that one. She whispers to me, This is going to be killer. I don't know, Chief. Seeing all those money men in one room. Seeing Dalvin tied up like that. The kid in the window kid from the serial commercials. He just never caught a break. Like, I get that life is just a blip along our sentient experience, but Dalvin's blimp didn't have to be a one big fear and abuse montage. This didn't feel fair. It sure as hell wasn't legal. He wasn't getting himself out, and I was way the hell in over my head. 
So the question was, what do I do right now? Then I remember the mirror. It told me to believe her. And I'm thinking, what if it's talking about the lady next to me with the metal dick? This is going to be killer. And then it clicked. Moment of clarity. There's only one option. I shoot enough of them to clear a path to Dalvin. And I see you starting to manifest between the goat horns. So I double my speed. Before I know it, Dalvin's over my shoulder and I'm hauling ass out of there. You're still a pupa, but I'm knocking over candles and blowing holes in your clientele the whole way. As soon as I'm topside, I slam the entrance and padlock it. Whoever I didn't get the honor of shooting in the face or burning was going to spend the rest of their days in that basement listening to that shitty DJ spinning Kesha's greatest hits until they run out of food or air. <sighs> I saw someone from Echo Street at that party. Wouldn't exactly call him a pal, but still, found that curious. I haven't seen anyone from there in, what, 13 years? I figure you know him. Had your hooks and things even back then. See, I realized we met before. I was still in uniform. Back then, it wasn't kids, though. It was high-class swingers. A more voluntary group, I assume. But not enough innocence for you to dine on. Like I said, I couldn't stop you until I found out what you needed. And the answer was in these Echo Street files. And it was in the ID card of the kid I have in the next room, sleeping off your roofies. You need Dalvin. You marked him long before you started grabbing kids off his block. That was just to get his attention. To open his mind to what's out there so he's as easy to enter as Officer Merriman. I'm guessing old Merriman was plan A. He was to find you Dalvin, but the dumbass kept looking for runaways and sex slaves. So you ditched him and released the shadow. Whatever that is. It sniffed out Dalvin no problem and made sure he knew it existed. Made Dalvin a believer. It looks like his astrological sign already lines up with the human vulnerability slash susceptibility you require. His birthday comes about eight or nine months after I shut down those swinger parties back in the Echo Street days. You made Dalvin. Dalvin is a doorway created specifically to be the bridge you cross into the physical world. And I wonder how many more you're working on out there. Well, guess what, jerk-off? Now that I know what you wanted, I've got all I need. Your motive and modus operandi are on the eternal record. And from the looks of it, it's just the beginning. So, send whatever minions you got left and all the forces of whatever hell you crawled out of. I don't even care what connections you have in the real world. Now that I know how deep this goes, how long it's gone on for, I'm coming for you. You and everyone else involved in this shit. I'll pull up every goddamn piece of sidewalk in this city to root out you bastards, you hear me? Well, that's interesting. My clock just stopped. Well, look who's here. Did you come yourself, or are you still wasting my time with minions? All right, I'm coming, motherfucker. I'll see you in infinity.
much I've been working for There's something I've been meaning to bring home Buckle your seatbelts, baby, I'm back 